Hey guys, this is Billy with King Oil & Co. This is Sam Ace Things with Sam Sauce. And thanks for listening to Spill the Sauce Podcast. There we go, Sam. I wish it was like a clap on. That'd be a lot easier than this shit. All right, Sam. We're back at it another week. We got another special guest here. Uh, go ahead, man. Give us the rundown on your boy right here. <sighs> this is really cool. This is special. This is like a young gun coming from my area, my hometown, Austin, Minnesota. Um, starting some spices. He, he's doing uh, spice blends. Um, he's trying to pursue a lot more of this. Like I said, he's still young. And he's got a huge one-up on a lot of us that, you know, I've started this later in our life because uh, he's making moves already. And I'm really excited to uh, have him on, ask some questions, and uh, see what he has to say. All right. I'm letting him in right now. Awesome. Yeah, this is Hayden from uh, Cooking Outdoors. Obviously, you know, loves cooking, loves smoking. <laughs> smoking. Love. If he's not uh, crushing at the restaurant, um, he's probably, you know, smoking some ribs, uh, tons of meat. He's a smoky bandit, I'll tell you that much. I feel like people who smoke meats are kind of like bakers. Like it's kind of a science in some way. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, yeah. it's, it's like those little things that make it either 10 times better or, you know, 10 times mm-hmm. There's like a lot of involvement. Obviously, you could like you know throw meat on a grill, throw some wood chips, and be like, "Oh, it's good." But you know, but there's more to it. There's my boy. What's there's up, boy? Hey, how's it going? Shirt. What's up, man? How's it going? All professional with the nice headset, you know, making us look like chumps. <laughs> See, I I have a horrible computer. Um, the quality like sound, so I I have to do this headphones and microphone. No, man. I mean, you, you sound great right now. Looking great with that T-shirt, too, dude. Uh, good luck representing Sam right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any of my own merch yet, so <laughs> I have to represent someone. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all of that. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, thanks for being on the show. This is, uh, I guess I'll always say, this is like me and Sam's little, like, show where, you know, bring on our favorite people, people that inspire us, you know, we worked alongside with or just think are yep. doing some super cool shit, man. Uh, and then when Sam told me all about you, you know, we kind of did a deep dive on you and figured out why not. We think you'd be actually the perfect guest, man. So kind of like a place that we always like to start is, you know, beginning and like take us to the roots of why you started doing this. How did you get into food? Sam says a lot of good things about you. So I'm really curious to hear like how you got into food. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, it's like a lot to own up to with Sam talking. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but yeah, like, man, so I guess so. So your brand, uh, cooking outdoors. Um, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. Start from the beginning. Like, what made you pursue food in general? Um, you know, some backing hobbies, and then you know what what got you where you are today. And then you know, future goals. Like, you know, roll with it. The uh, you, you got open mic. Open mic sounds sounds like a plan. Sounds good. Do you, do you want to tell us how you started getting into all this? Um, so really it started, I was pretty young. Um, so I, my dad and I, we used to kind of have competition smoking. We, I think I probably couldn't even tell you what age we were when I, when we got our first smoker. Um, I honestly, I didn't have the food passion. Like when I was younger, I, I cooked a little bit, but I was just a kid. I, I could care less about any of that. And then we started smoking. Our main thing was ribs. We started smoking ribs all the time. Um, that kind of it started from there. We used to every weekend we'd come home and we'd put something on the smoker and we'd just hang out all day long. I love those super long smokes where you could wake up and just just enjoy it. So that kind of started. I just we always bought barbecue out, but I always kind of just never really started making my own or anything. And then I kind of started. I got my first job. I worked at actually a hog farm for for probably a month. It was the, the first place that would hire me. Um, so I kind of, like, I grew my love of working through there. I worked there for a couple months. And then I actually moved to the old mill, which is where Sam and I work now. I started as a dishwasher. And I, then I started at that time. I might be skipping over a couple things, but I was cooking a little bit more, playing and testing with other things. And I washed dishes for probably about two years. And every day I would just watch 
watch the like the cooks they were cooking and I'd watch them prep I'd service I was watch I'd be doing my job dishwashing enjoying that but every chance I got I would look over and I'd watch I'd ask questions I just I was so into it and I'd go home and be like mom like I learned this today I can I'm gonna cook this I'm gonna try that I told all my friends I'm like this is what I want to do so like kind of fast forward through the dishwashing we kind of had some changes at work and I had my first kind of real shot to move over to the kitchen side. And I started off like expediting. Um, So it was just kind of super simple. Like I started and I kind of shot off from there. I just, it was pretty easy. I mean, obviously they put me to the test a lot, but it was kind of, they just a couple days I'd work and then I'd go back to dishwashing and I kind of bounced back and forth. And I enjoyed that. Um, It really kind of, this was almost before Sam's time too, because he came back. So for a while I just dishwashed and, then I kind of, when Sam came back, um, he started, he would teach me more. He taught me stuff every single day. I, I, got, I do give it up to him for like what he taught me, but I, I'd go home and I'd cook recipes. I'd try stuff and more and more. I just, every day, I think I was trying, trying new things, testing the boundaries. I really enjoyed testing the boundaries in like the culinary industry. So I know I might not have to talk about smoking as much um, during that whole time almost every weekend I would have something like pork butts, ribs, briskets. I was having something on the smoker. Um, so I just, I played around with rubs for a while. I just, I knew there was something I wanted to do. And really until I started getting more involved in the kitchen and learning kind of the basics of the food industry. I really, I mean, the sanitation, all that stuff. After I learned like how in depth it actually is, we started Sam Soft, the Smokey J, he started that through COVID and he wanted, I don't I can't even tell you how we came up, like he will, how the, it came about is the Smokey J. I think I told all the time about how I'd smoke stuff and he's like, we should, we should try smoking this. So that was really when I'm like, I really want to dive deep in the culinary industry. I saw he was starting his own business. Um, so we started our first batch of Smokey J was probably 10 pounds. I mean, it, total of produce, everything, garlic, it was tiny. I mean, it was small. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I went home. I We actually I purchased a smoker just for smoking produce. So it's it's not contaminated with meat or anything. It's our, our Smokey J smoker, I call it. I mean, it's strictly peppers, strictly produce. Um, I started off, I mean, it filled maybe a quarter of the smoker. This thing was, this thing was huge. And it was just this little batch. So... We smoked that and I was really digged it. I saw, I loved how he was creating his own business. So it's kind of stemmed probably, it's been a year now. Yeah. Well, March, 2020 is when uh, like Sam sauce kind of kicked off, but that was like slow and easy out the gate. Um, I had a couple other recipes and then, you know, Smokey J Mm -hmm. um, came to fruition probably that like summer, like the end of summer. summer. Yeah. And so when that came about, I just, I watched at that point, I knew I loved being in the food industry and I was still so, I'm obviously I'm still so young now, but I was still new to it. Like I had really never worked busy service. I really had never been on my own to the point where I had to figure stuff out. I mean, I, I always, I still do have everybody that backs me, but I was just kind of just touching little bits of it. I never really got to dive in and so we did the Smokey J session and that was awesome. I had never really smoked produce before, very minor, like got into a little bit, but it was mostly meat. And that, so that turned out good. Then we kind of, over the year, we did bigger batches and I saw his business grow. And I knew at one point I thought about getting involved in like the business industry. And so as I'm watching Sam's business grow, I'm like, I, I know I have something to do. I mean, I, I enjoy, cooking i thought about catering at one point but that's that's difficult down the future i'd love to get into that but on my own at that point a 17 year old kid there's no way i'm at 16 actually there's no way i'm really going to start a catering business so i watched i kind of played with rubs and through sam and through like smoky J and sam sauce i kind of i'm like i felt like a little business kid i mean i, I as like making money through smoking peppers i was selling hot sauce a little bit for him i was watching his every move. And then I had this opportunity last year, I applied for this kind of program as CEO. Um, It's an entrepreneurial program where you get all in and you meet with business people throughout the community. 
and grow a business. So at that point, I went into that class. I applied. I was able to get in, which is super cool because it's only 22 kids can get in and a ton applied. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of turn away for kids that couldn't join. So I felt pretty lucky to get in. And I went in knowing what I wanted to do, which was pork rub. It bounced back and forth from many things, but a rub-based barbecue company. So kind of right now, I just started. I'm doing local sales as of right now. I have some, Sam can tell you, I got right, they're right here. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Don't worry. We'll get into that. Um, yeah, we can get into that here. But so right now, I, I finally launched my business, but it, it took almost halfway through when we started smoking Jay, I realized what I was going to do. It took that long between finding a facility to base my company out of getting the products, kind of getting the momentum to start. I mean, I, I was like, wow, I can do this. And then I would get pushed back. And then I didn't know what to do where I got stuck in a place. So kind of, that's just, I guess my history. And now I'm kind of, I'm up and running. I've had lots of fun. I've learned a ton. I've changed a lot of different things. And yeah, I just, how, let me ask you this. How old are you? Um, 17 right now, turn 18 in two weeks. Jesus Christ. The young gun, man. That's what I was saying. Uh, he's got a huge momentum, uh, like ahead of him knowing that he's already, his feet aren't wet. Like he's submerged. Mm -hmm. Um, he has, you know, a product in hand. He has label design. He has, uh, images, artwork, social media presence about a domain. So we can get some of that information out. I know there's still some website development needs to be done, but fuck, I wish uh, when I was his age, I, I had a clue that I didn't want to just work in restaurants um, 70 to 80 hours every week. Mm -hmm. and, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. And I see where that's coming from because really before this, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't at the same time. I just, there were so many different things. At one point I was going to be an architect. I that was no food in mind, just, and then it kind of went to like some business and then now it's culinary. So I'm still at a standstill of what I want to maybe pursue in the future here. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's going really good. It's a lot of moving parts. I've learned a ton. So yeah, I mean, I, you guys, I guess, take it. I, question just, I This is my first time. I'm new to no, it. Hey, you're doing no, great, dude, buddy. It, dude, you're crushing it. I'm just thinking I wish I had as much energy as you when I was 17, 18, or like even now. Because like, I could tell by the amount of energy that you have. Like you're so excited yeah. about everything you're saying. So like that's the one thing like – I mean I'm 30 years old. I wish I had the same energy as you did. <laughs> People went a lot faster if I did it. I think Sam yeah. would say the same things too. Like it's just inc incredible like to hear the amount of like um, – like I could tell you're super ecstatic, but like your voice, like like you're, you're super yep. like excited about everything you're doing. Just keep that going, dude. It's honestly like the one thing that I would like tell anyone who's doing anything, like no matter what you're selling, whether it's dog shot on a stick or the most amazing pork rub there ever was in the world. Like, yep, yep. So I'm curious about like I was telling Sam right as you're joining. I feel like barbecue and smoking and the whole thing's kind of like baking in a way where it's like. It's not so much like science maybe, but it's very like technical, yep. even though it kind of like sits, you think it would just sit there in like a smoker or like in a somewhere yep. for like hours or like a day sometimes, but like you're still doing a lot of like little things. Yes. So like take us into that, like how, like how was it for you like learning like, you know, the little tedious little things or like all the little things that go along with barbecue or smoking something. Yeah, and even like touch base on, you know, favorite woods or anything. Yeah. Um, I don't spoke briefly about a lot of this stuff, but I'm just really eager for yeah, listeners to hear, you know, what a young yeah, kid is that'd be really cool, crushing in the smoke game, making his own smoking barbecue rubs and whatnot. Yeah, the ins and outs, man. What do you love about it? Yeah. What do I love about it? Yeah. So honestly, to start off, I have uh, I have a pellet smoker, um, an electric smoker, smoker, which uses wood as the heat source or as the fuel source. It just it's heated. I've done charcoal smokers, wood smoke. Basically, I've touched base on every type of smoker there is. I mean, not the berry in a pit type. Of, I've never done anything like that. Um, you have most uh, smoked a whole hog, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we can get to that. So, <laughs> so it started off with ribs was kind of the first thing we did. It's pretty simple. 
I mean, you can screw them up, and I did. I screwed a lot of like meat up, just learning how long to cook things, what temperature. So we, I started off with ribs a lot, and then I moved into some briskets. I've dried the heck out of a couple briskets in my in like in my time of smoking. I mean, I've done it. I've overcooked them and I've undercooked them. I mean, there's that fine line of brisket might not always be that tender, perfect piece of meat. So you have to smoke it and you have to hit that special spot to where it's tender and it's juicy and it falls apart. So that was a tough one. I mean, I still, I'm a noob. I could, tomorrow I could go smoke a brisket and something could happen. But really, I just, I enjoy the time it takes and then the product and seeing everybody enjoy enjoy the product when it's finished so then i've done pork butts um, those those were something to learn because you see all these instagram guys that just take their hand and can shred it completely i mean just it's like they touch it it falls apart the first one i did i couldn't get it to shred i mean it was like <laughs> i couldn't it just i had to like cut it i mean it was horrible and i i had learned i'd watch videos i asked people that i know and i just had to, just my time, my temperature, because I, I'm using YouTube as kind of like a good learning lesson, but I also ask people, I question a lot of people and how their process. And so really trial and error is what kind of drives me and the process, the process is really cool. So I think go, going from just raw meat and then having, watching it overnight, sometimes 12, 14 hours change, render down, just the color, and I, that's, that's one thing. And then just the, like the smell. I mean, our whole, I live in a small neighborhood. We're all friends. So, so the people will come up, they'll stop by and they're like, well, what you cooking today? And that's what's up. And that, that's, that's one thing I enjoy is just the camaraderie around barbecue and smoking. And you can make it an event. You can make it anything. I mean, we've, we've sat by the fire, had the smoker going and just hung out all day long. I mean, it's, it's fun. And I guess I might not even be touching base on, I've smoked like, I've done side dishes, I've done desserts in the smoker, vegetables now, produce. So I guess I keep touching base on the basic meats that I've done, like pork belly. Like I smoked a ton of different things, but a lot of my favorite thing, I've done like a smoked mac and cheese, smoked baked beans. So I guess it all just stemmed recent in the last year or so that I've moved into that stuff before it was just kind of simple and I just, dabbled with it a little bit, I guess you could say. Now you're starting to tweak things a little bit. Tweak things, yep. Yep. Hold on, hold on. What's what's, what's the dessert that you smoke? So I've done a couple different cobblers. So I I did a peach peach cobbler, which I think the peach was good. Um, Blueberry, I can't can't think if I did rhubarb in our smoker. Um, But for sure, the peach cobbler was one of my favorites. So it was like just had a smoky peach. Hey, oh, it was it was pretty killer. Um, so what kind of wood so you use for that one? What kind of wood? Yeah, uh, fruity wood. So either apple or cherry. I've so right now I think I have oak, hickory, apple, pretty much all of them. I really like the fruity wood. It kind of gives it. We use um, cherry wood for Smoky J, obviously, but just it gives it a different bite. Hickory, I've I've done. Uh, hickory is probably one of my favorite oak for some reason it just isn't my thing i mean it's it's old school it works it's great but i i like the fruit woods i mean they're they're all hardwoods obviously and i still i don't know everything about like the wood types i just i've now there's nobody local that sells split wood but that's one thing i want to get into so i have to buy like chunks off amazon or any dried cured wood i really want to find someone locally that Cures like wood, so I can buy bulk, like a truckload of applewood or something. So, probably apple and cherry are my two go-tos, just because they mix well with anything. I mean, it's it's sweet, never gives a bitter taste. So I think those are probably my favorite. And then hickory comes in a well, like mesquite. That's like that mesquite. notorious one that will get like a little kind of like bitter, yeah. strictly, and yep. it's pushed too hard. Mm-hmm. And a- apple is probably the most mellow fruit wood. Cherry, I like too because it it does it. It gives it more of a smoky taste. I mean, it, you really can taste that cherry wood. So I've also, I know I'm only 17, but I can make a pretty mean Bloody Mary, smoke Bloody <laughs> Mary mix. Pretty, it's pretty good. I just my dad approved. Yeah, yep, yep. 
And I mean, I that was one thing we had a football party one day in the fall and my parents had to bring a drink and they looked to me, or like a, an item and they looked to me and they're like, well, what do you want to do? And it was, early, it was an early Sunday morning. I go, well, you guys drink Bloody Marys. Why don't we smoke Bloody Marys? Had never even thought of that before. I just was so into smoking anything I could. So I went and I bought Rome. I bought everything that I put in. I couldn't tell you what I put into it anymore. And I smoked every bit of it. The garlic, the tomato, it was all smoked. And it was killer. I mean, somebody brought store-bought Bloody Mary mix, and then they put it next to mine. It wasn't even open. I mean, it wasn't. And I think at that point, I was probably 14, 14 or 15. And I just, I don't know. I, it was something that interested me to see everybody. I mean, I was just a little kid running around at parties and annoying people, but they were eating my food. We had a barbecue competition through our neighborhood. And I think I was probably, yeah, 15, 16. And I whooped everybody's, I mean, I, I cleaned house go. on, and and I I just I thought that was crazy. We, I mean, I'm like I'm just a kid. These guys have been doing it forever, and I don't know. I just felt fell in love with the whole every bit of it. Have you have you tried smoking a michelada? An enchilada? No, I haven't. Michelada. What what's that? It's like a, I guess it's, I, it's pretty much like a Mexican Bloody Mary. Mexican thing. It's pretty much this, like, I mean, it's without all, like, the the celery and tomato juice and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I haven't. That, I that guess. would be pretty awesome. Because it's spicy. I, I'll try it. Those are guinea pigs. I mean, well, no problem. You can put, and, and they put hot sauce in micheladas. You can put some I, sam sauce in it, too. Hey, we could partner down the line. I'm, I'm down with that. Cool, spicy J micheladas. That sounds pretty fire. See, <laughs> see, there's so much to learn. I didn't know what that was. I'm I'm only 17, oh. so that's that's kind of a reason why I did not know what that was. No, no, but. I know I know you've had a few fucking Bloody Marys. Go go, <laughs> go, go, go make it the next time you want to drink something. Go make a Michelada too. You'll you'll think. Yeah, they're, they're I will look that good. up right after this. Yeah, they're pretty fucking good. They're pretty tight. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Have you're, you're talking about wood and all that stuff? Have you tried like you know like foreign wood or like charcoal? Like I you know like in Japan they use like binchotan, which is like. It looks like a car, like something out of a car too, but like it is, has like zero smoke in it. So like, have you tried like playing with other kind of stuff? No, I've obviously I've done the charcoal, um, but no, I guess I've never played with that. I'm, I would love to. I mean, I've still every day, right now working in the restaurant industry, I don't have the time that I would, I wouldn't like to have to yeah. do that. So it it's kind of been on hold now with starting a business and then. Of course, here in Minnesota, it's freezing cold out right now. So I haven't smoked for a while. Well, without wind chill the day, yep. like it was. Yeah. Yep. So, so this this month right now is kind of my slow month with barbecue. So maybe I'll start looking into that. I've never um, charcoal. Obviously, I played with all the different like lump charcoals, all all of that. So I've touched base on that, but I have not with that. So maybe I I'll look into look and into like it moving I mean, forward because obviously right now. Your main thing is, you know, the pork rub. So you pork have rub. kitchen mm-hmm. pork rub. That's what you have branded with labels, nutritional yep. information, barcodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I'm sure just kicking ass in the CEO program where everyone else is just like, we got stickers my mom printed off their computer. Yeah. And you're just and like, like oh. sort of me. And, but I give so it up sad. to some of these kids, though. I, I always knew I had that entrepreneurial bug, but some people I've met through this program that are my age are the same way. I mean, these there's some kids out there that are going to be pretty killer in the future here. So I, it's cool to be surrounded in that environment. And that's another big thing I give to myself is who I'm surrounded by, whether it's in the restaurant, in the kitchen, out front. I mean, at school, I, I really don't, I'm not at school very often uh, or very long in the day. CEO is one thing I've, most of my time into and the people I've met and surrounded myself in I don't think I'd ever want to change it just it's been a huge factor in where I've at with my business with my personality I've grown in that I take it that to who I put myself around so well okay so you have your pork rub Mm -hmm. obviously I would love to know like if, if you could, you know, drop a couple of hints on what are a few products you want to pursue, maybe not anything next week, but, you know, what are a couple more items you'd love to offer, you know, once your website gets established and you're able to, you know, move a little more product to farmer's markets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
So obviously, I really I wanted to get a product out there quick and just, or not quick. I it did take a lot of time, a lot of trying different things, but I wanted to get a product out there to start selling and just testing the water. So my basic thing, I smoke a lot of pork. I mean, that's a huge thing. So I, I have a shirt that says so. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so I just went with a basic pork rub as of right now, but I really want to get into some smoked finishing salts. I think that would be really cool. Just like small couple ounce worth. I probably go to glass, like just make them look pretty cool and sell some finishing salts. Maybe I've really never, never touched it, but like smoke peppers, then dry them and maybe make like a, like a chili powder, but a smoked chili powder, just maybe like some small batch, like spices like that, some, some true spices. Yeah. Cause pork rub, I buy like rub or like different spices and it's a blend of spices, but I want to just kind of stick with maybe some other types of fishing salts, some like herb salts, just get kind of grasp everything and find what I can do best. I mean, I imagine like get a little more involved too, because it's easy to, you know, purchase things online, but if you're smoking the peppers, then dehydrating the peppers, or, you know, you could like ferment peppers and then dehydrate that alone is going to bring a lot of different flavor. I mean, and that's one thing I have not before, like meeting Sam and getting involved in that, I wasn't into like growing, growing anything. I mean, I, the guard is cooking is meat, meat. And like, that was my thing. So getting into like the drying and smoking and like a produce and making spices out of it, it's completely new to me, all new water. So that's one thing I want to try though, just seeing how cool it is and what I could know I would get myself to make out of, how to make different things. And, I'm I'm curious for so for like a noob like me right I'm pretty much like a noob in the whole yep. like barbecue thing I wouldn't say I've had like a ton or even like some of the best I'm just here in California where we think we have the best of everything, but where it's honestly it's just trash over here like the barbecue in California is garbage, but I'm thinking like I'm guessing like obviously your pork rub represents like what you think a good pork rub should be so like what do you think it should be like more salty like spicy or like I don't know like what what do you think is like a good ideal pork rub? So. Well, one I, I, my biggest thing is, is like more of a natural rub. I don't, you can go to the store and you can find the same size bottle as mine for, for $4, but it's filler chemicals. I mean, it's, it has no real spice in it. So I just, I look for something. I'm not a super, obviously with hot sauce, I can put that on, make my food spicy and like induce new flavors. But as far as like a rubber seasoning goes, I like a decent, like a mild with a little sweet sweetness to it just so it doesn't burn the food i guess you could say it's like overpower the flavor because then down the line you can add hot sauce you can add barbecue sauces to introduce new things and bring your heat level up so right now my biggest thing is kind of just that sweet and savory rub it's got that like i use a different type of sugar um so it's more coarse as well and Another thing is salt. I'm not a huge salt rub guy. I mean, you like Laurie's. Laurie's, it's all salt. You put that on, yeah, it's going to be yeah. good, but it's 90%. I mean, it, it's salt. My Like a rub that I'm looking for is something I could put on heavy to actually taste the flavors and like the uniqueness of it and not get burnt out with all that salt. So I like a very low sodium. Anything I buy, if I buy a rub, it has to be low sodium just because I know I want to go heavy and be able to taste the flavor. That's a really good point because I imagine yeah. a lot of those spice blends that even you probably see, Billy, they're, you know, 90, 95% all salt and it's very fine. It might not be iodized, but it's yep. like some fine ass kosher salt where, yep. you know, you can do like a little taste on your tongue, yeah. which I always do with spices. And you're just like, like Hayden says, I mean, it's burn. And like a chemical burn, maybe a yep. whole bunch of yeah. preservative, essentially. Yep. Just, and it's not even like a tahine, like citric acid burn. It's like no. a. Huh. Yeah. Yep. And and those are good. I mean, you. I found some really good rubs in that case. But I, something that I'm going to sell and back by my like myself has to be low sodium. And I used an anti-caking agent, which is all natural, so it's ground rice hull. So it's a byproduct of like rice. I don't know the in-depth details about it, but it's a natural, natural product. That's so awesome. it's so it's a it's a powder. There's like 
I mean, you can, there's so many different like anti-caking agents, man-made chemicals. There's a few others that are non like natural. And that was one thing I was shooting for is an all natural rub. I mean, I, I did not want any chemicals, anything involved in, in that aspect. So, so yeah, I mean, and still that, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that do their own pork rub and, or do their own meat, like rubs, spices in general, and they might have a different take on it. And I'd, I'd love to learn. I mean, I'm just still with having a product. It's so much is still new to me. I mean, I, it's something I back and I enjoy, like I put on my own, own meat on everything. So that's kind of where I'm standing at right now at being at my age is just finding something I can back. And I am proud to like put out there to the, to the people basically. I'm, I'm curious how like you like hardcore barbecue heads feel like about like, I don't know, or like barbecuing or like smoking chickens. Smoking chicken. Yeah. I, I've done is that some like killer a no-no or is, is that like a big like, oh, you're such a wuss or like, or is that like a, no, I've done some beer can chickens. I mean, I've done some really killer full fur chickens. I smoke, I mean, yeah, chicken breast too. Chicken, that'd be awesome. It, yeah, dude. it takes chicken to the next level. I mean, most, most families, they have a chicken breast. It's dry, flavorless, and overcooked. And that's, I've never really like, I've been, I'm not picky, but chicken was kind of the bottom of the totem pole for me. I mean, I'm, big big rare cut of meat yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but a smoked chicken full beer can just pump it full of spices and inject it that's pretty killer so i have done a few of those that's interesting yeah, even like locally around here you you don't really see smoked chicken often unless it's like pulled chicken you see a lot of smoked turkey which yep. i would think this is going to be dry as fuck and it's always pretty awesome i mean it's it's the way to do it really yep and so this year I did two. I smoked I the year before I had smoked our Chris our turkey for Thanksgiving and everybody loved it. I we we're not a huge turkey like group family until we started smoking our turkeys. I do I haven't played with a dry brine, but I have I'll do I got a big cooler, I'll do like the wet brine. Um so that's one thing. Smoked turkey is pretty killer. Yeah, and you can it dries out really easy. You have to find that fine line to get that smoke in there, but not dry it out. So that's I'm still playing with that. The two I did this year, I think one thing I could do better next year, which I'll shoot for, is be able to smoke it longer, pump more smoke flavor, and just get not to dry it out. They weren't dry, but that's because I kind of did a hot, like I smoked at a higher temp shorter so it, it wasn't able to dry out but i want to play with smoking it for longer kind of curing the the meat and more flavorful smoke because it it both of them had a, a good smoke flavor and you could see the slight smoke ring but i want to improve it next year so always improvement buddy i love it so so yeah turkeys chickens what else i do, do you want to hear some shit so i yeah so, so i so the reason i'm asking about chickens is like that like non like pork products so i grew up in the middle east right like there's not a bunch of pork products there so i'll tell you this is a pretty cool story when i was i think i was like seven or eight we had like this big neighborhood party and this is an animal that you'll never guess that we smoked camel camel so and you won't believe how they fucking smoke the hump and all. yeah yeah i mean i don't know about the hump and all i didn't, I didn't see <laughs> I, I definitely saw like the animal being slaughtered but like i didn't see yeah. how they cook it, like how they cut it up but i know for a fact the way that they smoke it like is like underground so like you dig yep. a hole and they just put like a shit ton of like i don't know whether it's charcoal or wood and they put like some more mm. sand on top of it and you just like leave the camel in there like of course like chopped up and like you know like cleaned up and shit for like uh, god knows how yep. long but that yep. shit was like probably some till today I still think it's probably one of the best things I ate. And I believe it. Yeah, and I insane, dude. I totally believe it. That style of cooking is super cool. So I guess now I can touch into it. This summer I did my first when I was kind of playing with catering, I did my first big catering gig. So I, I did a wedding. I uh that they were a hog like hog farm family, so they raised pigs. And they wanted someone to smoke a pig. So this, I met them through, um, parent, like my dad's work, and they came up. They offered me. They're like, at that point, I don't have a smoker that's going to fit a two hundred pound pig. I just, it's, it's in the works, and someday, like soon, hopefully, I will have one. So I had a, through a friend, I rented a smoker, 
and we had a it was a hog they raised i think it it was just shy of 200 pounds so it was a big 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 and i mean this was a wedding for probably i couldn't even tell you how many people it was a it was a big wedding so 200 it could have been 200 people. I Jesus. I guess I don't remember the number. It might have been a little lower than that. Okay. So. But it, 150 maybe. I, I'd say for sure 150 people. So it was, it was a, for my first time, I had a lot riding on that many people. So, so I rented this. I spent, I mean, it was probably a, a three-day process, four-day process. So I first we had to take the pig to the, a butcher shop just because they have the means to clean this this giant thing. And then I drove, I picked up the smoker, and this wasn't a, a pellet smoker where you can Wi-Fi and <laughs> keep the temp at a, at a certain level. This was a huge, it was an oil drum, oil drum that they turned into smoker. I mean, this thing, we, we could all fit in it. All of us could <laughs> climb in there and we could all fit in it. This thing was huge and it, it was charcoal, charcoal and wood was the heat source. So, for a week before I didn't put the pig in it, I had to burn, I burned through a ton of charcoal, just playing with temperatures because so easy. You could put a couple too many pieces of charcoal and I mixed with wood. So charcoal I used as the main heat source. And then I put like, I think I used apple wood and I had a, I had a burn probably five or six times just to learn to control the temperature because temperature control and smoking is the biggest thing. You don't want it going from hundred degrees to 300 degrees and just, you want to keep it like at whatever temperature you're smoking. In this case, it was 225 to at 220 range. I had to keep it there. If it got too high within a few degrees, obviously, mm-hmm. but you didn't want it raising up and lowering. That's not, you're not going to get a good final product. So yeah, it was probably five or six times. I had to just start a charcoal fire in there. And the first time, I think my, my thermometer is read like 500 degrees. I, and it, I didn't even think I put that much charcoal in. I, I, I looked around and kind of thought for me, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get this. I'm like, I was freaking out. I mean, like, 500 degrees, I'm going to burn. Like, there's no way I can do that. <laughs> so I really, I just had to cut down and learn. I mean, it was just a few pieces of charcoal. I, I would have just added like a chunk or two i was using lump charcoal or and then briquettes as well just because they last a little bit long because it's the lump charcoal it burns hot and fast so you burn through a lot so at that time i used the briquettes just because they, they last longer they're i'm not a huge fan of that like for grilling if i'm going to use charcoal it's lump charcoal because it's not chemically formed into a shape it's just it's the charcoal and it whatever shape it really doesn't matter um so that's one thing I use is briquettes. So I had a, you could put one or two in and that would change the temperature by 50 degrees. I mean, it was pretty crazy and the little vents on there. So throughout that first week before I got the pig, I played with temperature and learned the smoker. I mean, I, I was out there just watching it all day long, trying to keep it at that temp. And obviously there's no pig in it. So it did burn a little bit hotter because there was, I mean, it was just the open flame. There was no pig taking in heat. There's, there was nothing. So kind of fast forward to that. It was over the weekend. I had to go over to our butcher and pick the pig up. And they're like, do you have something to put it in? And I, I had to go find a cooler that's going to fit this 200 pound. Cause I had to drive a half hour back. <laughs> I, so, so I had a, I'm like, no, like I figured you guys would have something. So I have not <laughs> set, not set up for this at all. Never smoked anything to this extent in my life. But at that time I said, yes, I'll do it no hesitation at all i'll go i'll do it i whatever it takes i will have a pig smoked for you guys that's what i told them i said and it will be good i i mean i talked myself up i'm like this this is good it, there's no way it can't fail i mean i have to i just i have to i mean like there's failure wasn't an option at that point so i found a way i fit this thing in a styrofoam cooler we put it in basically a big plastic bag so it wasn't contaminated or cross-contaminated so it was covered and then we put it on ice in this cooler so i drove it home and that that night it had to go on i think i couldn't tell you i think it was 26 27 hours i smoked this pig for so that night it had to it had to go on and myself i there's no way i could move a 200 pound pig so i had to 
then again, like being in this small like neighborhood with all kind of friends and family around, I I brought all everybody I knew. I'm like, I need help lifting this pig. We took the rack out and I injected it, rubbed it. I kind of followed all like the basics of smoking a pig, I guess. Some people don't inject, but I chose to just as a kind of an extra backup that I knew it was going to be juicy because this is my first pig. Yeah. So I, I wanted to do what I could to keep it tender and juicy. So I injected it with a ton of, I mean, this, this pig took a gallon at least of injection. I mean, it, I could, it probably was probably a gallon worth. I injected it in the hams and the, the roast and every piece of the meat. I injected it and I rubbed the inside. So we had to, we wrapped the landscape brick in foil to keep the head of the pig up. So it would look like it's like a racing style pig it's called. So it looks, I mean, it looks like the picture when you think of someone smoking a hog, mm-hmm. that's what I, we, that's what I wanted it to look like, like the app. Otherwise it's all like tilted over yeah. and that's yep. probably <laughs> Yeah, yep. I, I wanted it to look straight on and just the ears perked up so everything. So, so that night we put the pig on the smoker and I knew I had a long time ahead of me. I mean, I, I did not sleep that night. I just, I would, I was just hanging out every hour I'd go out and I would add a couple pieces of charcoal, a couple pieces of wood and just control that temp about 225. It was 220 to 230. I would say that range just because at one point it did get up a little bit and then I would just event. So within that range is where I kept it. And so, like I said, it smoked for probably close to 27 hours of smoke time. And then I, I think I maybe slept an hour. I, I got up that morning and the wedding was about a half hour away. So I had this pig in my front yard smoking all night long connected. It was a trailer smoker, so you could pull it, but I never factored in pulling a fully cooked like pig. I mean, that thing was tender as hell and I didn't want it to shred itself basically driving down the interstate. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to, I I really worried about that after I woke up and I mean, you want this to be, it's going to be set in the middle of 150 people at a wedding it can't be popping a bone on one side. It has to be the, the full pig. So we strapped the smoker down. I mean, it was everything was good. The pig, we kind of, I used some tin foil just to keep it centered so it didn't roll or anything. And I think I drove probably 20 miles an hour the whole way there. I, I just, I left early. And so I might be kind of fast forwarding over everything. It was just throughout the whole smoke time, it was constant like i mean you had to keep your eyes on it at all times and the, so the charcoal project babysitting project and that's what i enjoy i had people driving by and they're like what do you got going on there one of our neighbors they rent out their house to airbnb and they there was a whole party there that weekend and people are like walking over random people do not know them like wanting to like peek in there and like like just checking things out and so i, I kind of I had to stand guard. I mean, I just I set a lawn chair, lawn chair in the yard, and just hung out, and and that's that's truly what I enjoy. So I that that pig turned out amazing. I mean, I I brought it there, everything made it. I finished out probably the last couple of hours of smoking while it was there. So people were gathering, and there's music playing, and people are talking, and in the middle of this tent, you could just smell the the wood, the burning of the wood, and oh, it was pretty wonderful so we had a i had a i had the groomsmen like a bunch of guys helped me carry this pig on the the rack <laughs> over and we set it down in the center of the group people people and they just lined up as i like took the skin off the pig and i mean i just cut one slit and it came out and then that was kind of the like unveil moment because i couldn't I mean, I knew it was tender inside, but you didn't know what yeah. it looked like inside because the skin's still still on the pig. So we cut into it, and you could just see the the meat like fall off. I mean, it was tender and this smoke ring. I mean, it it was pretty. It was a pretty unique experience. So I served everybody. I, I was probably 150 people. They would line up. They kind of there was a few other dishes there. I I did a couple like some side dishes. It was kind of a weird choice. They wanted Brussels sprouts. It wasn't really, yeah, it it wasn't really a smoke. I'm like, I can do smoke dishes. I'll do what you guys want. And that that was one of the one things they're like, we want Brussels sprouts. So I had like this huge thing. And so they lined up and they got like everything. So I was just cutting or 
basically shredding the pig as people are lined up. And I was just putting like a handful on their plate and then we had some sauces there and I had some Smokey J there that day too. I that that went faster than any of the barbecue sauces or anything we had. So <laughs> so I mean that was definitely a positive experience. I yes. mean, you know, to date, do you have any like any big oops, anything that's kind of, you know, kicked you in the nuts a little bit about, uh, you know, just like, you know, moving forward with this whole, um, this whole process of, you know, being a CEO of your own company. Being a CEO of a company. One thing I've, is my biggest oops is slowing down. Obviously you guys can tell I'm very into it and very excited. One thing I, I hope through time is just slowing down and looking over everything. Um, it's one thing I, that's that's what's hit me every every mistake i make the root reason is because i went too fast i was too excited which is i mean i guess you could say it's a good thing and a bad thing so that's i made i mean there's there's mistakes through everything and i i always shoot to learn from them and what i notice is just slowing down looking over everything and just thinking about stuff before before it happens so that's kind of one mistake with that hog. I mean, nothing went smooth. I it was four in the morning. I'm on the trailer putting more charcoal in, and at this point, it wasn't connected to my truck because I needed my my truck. And I stepped too far back, and the trailer tipped back, and the fucking or and the hog slid back. Luckily, the lid was closed. And I'm like, it's four in the morning. Everybody's asleep. I'm out here. I'm like, what am I going to, I mean, this pig is, it doesn't, it's not a one person job to move it, but I I found a way I'm like down there pushing it. I'm like trying to get it pushed back up onto the smoker. And so I made plenty of mistakes with that. And in that case, it was just, I was going fast, not really thinking about everything. So, so I guess that that's probably one of my major kind of hiccups and learning moments is obviously just slowing down, checking everything out and enjoying the moment with anything what about um you know like with with you know cooking outdoors as a whole like as you a know, whole you have like, have like you know you have products and stuff have you had any uh major setbacks any big oops in that regard yeah so i'll get to a big oops here in a second but first starting off was obviously you guys probably have the same issue as supply chain right now i to find somewhere to source my rub from my spices that was tough. I mean, I, I would meet, I would email companies and I'm like, Hey, like love to work with you guys. What do you guys have? Well, we're out, out of stock and everything. We don't know when it's going to be back, but we'll love to work with you. And I'm like, that's not, well, I can't, like, I can't accept that at this point. I need exactly. to find some, <laughs> I, I'd love to work with you, but I need to find someone now. So that first hiccup was finding companies to like source spices out of source packaging out of that was tough i bounced around a lot asked a lot of questions obviously sam he guided me on packaging and and all that another big oops i've been waiting to get to this so i used um i had labels made i had a guy do the artwork so that was completely separate so i found a company like we i talked like talked it over sent them all my stuff to have designed along with the measurements and i'm like these, these measurements are right i measured it i looked at the measurements and the, like the diameter of the bottle and i'm like this is right 100 percent. so i sold them the size i had them design everything and i'm so pumped i was actually i was in jamaica that this week or like that week when i received all my labels so i didn't get to see them i'm like i was pumped to get back i had that week before i had bottled 150 bottles of pork rum at uh at the local country club here, which I use as my commercial facility. And I was excited. I was waiting on my labels. They kind of got pushed back. Same reason, supply chain. Busy. They were busy and closed. And so I get these labels and they're too big. They're, they're about a half an inch too long. And so they overlap around the bottle. And I, I was doomed. I was, that day was probably one of the worst days I've had since I created cooking outdoors in the business was just because I had so much riding it. Cause that next day I was going to drop my product release. It was, I was told everybody the 17th, this is when it's coming out. I have, I had the product. And at that point I thought I had the perfect labels and which they are, they, they have everything I wanted on them. 
they just they're too big so so right now um i'm just doing local local sales just because i i'm confident in the product but not the full look of the of the label so kind of just friends and family sales ads right now but starting tomorrow another thing supply chain they got pushed back the delivery time so they should be here tomorrow i'm doing the ones with different sizing yep different sizing i changed i kind of made them more bright changed the layout a little bit so hopefully tomorrow i will have my instagram release release within the next day or two to finally like fully going i have the product that i 100 percent back and enjoy so so that, that was big ass labels too billy i don't yeah. know if uh if you have any ends at like some local skateboard scenes i'm sure these would look fucking awesome yep. on some skateboards yes. <laughs> You could, I, I, you, could, you could always like reuse that stuff like yeah so like I, I remember like i have like a shit ton of labels and bottles that i don't even use anymore but it's like just reuse it like if you have yeah. extra stuff well, you, well, you only got like a couple things. hundred though not a couple a, a thousand so i my first i bought a, a thousand so, so yeah that's what we're kind of we joke about i say wallpaper stickers there you go. i'm gonna give them out i mean it's and it's when that day happened, I was bummed just because I was ready for my product release. But I can't even say it was a it was a mistake. But I wasn't mad at myself because if if that's gonna be my mistake, like for the week or whatever, I'm fine. Like if if I can learn from that, I just I didn't want it to slow me down. I didn't want to go. Okay, I had my I I had a mistake. I'm done. Like I can't I can't do this anymore. I just I wanted to learn from that. And in that case, learn to just make sure I triple check and make everything is to my liking. And so I, I really, I learned from that. I, and anything I've done now that pops up in my head is the label situation where I just, I was so excited to get a product out there that I'm like, yep, it looks great. Let's go for it. And then they show up and it wasn't what I was expecting. Well, so I'm even sure with like you, Billy, like I've mentioned it hated when you had that oops, like that's the one thing I'm always terrified. Yep. I, um, I've worked with the same label gal or a company, um, Grace Images, that I directed Hayden to check out. Yep. And and they've done my labels many a times, and every single time they send me proofs, I look at the measurements, I grab a little, like, fabric ruler, and I put it on the bottle, I'm just like, yeah, I, I have, this has yes. to work. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's my biggest paranoia, but, hey, you're back on your feet. That's fantastic, yep. man. And and so that's what, yeah, I'm using Grace Imaging, and they're great. They she was understanding. She's like, yeah, we've had stuff like that happen before. So I have another batch on the way, obviously. And I'm even more excited because I, I now seen you can send the proofs and look at them and think they're amazing. But once you get the product in hand, I noticed already like a few things. I'm like, I need to change these just because to other people, they might look amazing. But to me, it wasn't completely what I wanted. So so I think almost I could say it was a blessing, too, because I was able to change the things that when I, when I actually got them in hand that I think needed to be like DB changed. So, so that's what I'm looking forward to is a clean slate, something that now I've seen and changed and even more confident on, on releasing. I've, I've had that same scenario with like labels. I've bought the wrong size, like raw, like just wrong everything. It took me about like good, like six, seven times of like buying like new jars or like labels that I realized like, Everywhere you buy labels, they have like a specification, like little like button yes. that tells you exactly how big like the area it is. Oh no, me Billy, I just skimmed past that like ten times. Yes. I overpaid yep. for shit like a million times. Like oh shit, I was like it tells you exactly the measurements right here. So there's things you miss and like things you learn. Right? And and I, those issues I've had those a lot. And yeah. same right. with me, I'm like oh yep, whatever. Like I'm just ready to go, and you skim past those those fine details. And that, that's a big thing in like creating a business and a company is reading those fine details and looking at that is that's a huge thing. For me, it just like it saved me like a hundred bucks. <laughs> it's all that fucking money. as <laughs> well, like extra shit. Like I have all the labels I have, like there's so many different colors and shapes. When I used to do farmer's markets last year, I'd give them out and people be like, why do these look like these? I'm like, oh, just old stickers and shit. Like have it if you want to have it. So, so you gave yours out then? You gave yeah, like your I mean, old out? I mean, it sat in my closet for like, or like in my cabinet for so long that it would like bother me like that. I paid for something and I'm not using it. 
So I just yep. took, I took like a little basket one time to the farmer's market and I just put like here, like just take as many stickers as you want. And some of them were yeah. like labels that had like, I remember one time I printed a label I used to make hot sauce like a year ago. I fucked up the nutrition label so bad. I don't think <laughs> I told you the same. It said like calories per serving were like a thousand per serving. Never put down a label ever, but just put them up for free stickers. People loved them, thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And I kind of, I thought about that. Sam had the great idea of, as soon as I started doing deliveries, like packaging, using it as kind of like that, put it on the box and just find a way to use them up. And some, maybe something like, wow, that's kind of cool. It's on there. And that's all I'm going to look forward to is just doing that with these labels. Also, I've done it with stickers. Those big labels as like bumper stickers. Bumper stickers. Um, it's pretty like, fire. In, in Jamaica at the airport, they had, the, or they had this bar that it was surrounded. The whole building was surrounded in stickers. There so I went and slapped one of my cooking outdoor stickers there. I think what now my plan is, is just bring a ton of these labels anywhere I go and just <laughs> slap labels on everything. There I mean, you just, go. You'll be like the new fucking Banksy. Just, just putting fucking <laughs> yeah. stickers everywhere. And like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. So, so you can't do that around town, otherwise people might yeah, know yeah, who you are. Yeah, wow. yeah, won't won't happen around town. When when we go to Albuquerque, um, I don't know. Are you familiar with that, Billy? Yes. Sam's yeah, trying would... to get me to go for the longest time. I'm not gonna go this time around. I might go next time, but Sam's pretty much you, like trying to get me to go no matter what. You, yeah, we've been bringing up every fucking episode. Yeah, he, he really tells me every single week, like, dude, you gotta go to this thing, man. You well, go. well, at this at this point, you're gonna miss the mega bench. What is that? <laughs> um, a we'll bunch just leave of, it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll leave it at that. So, you know, we're I, trying to save money, Billy. Yeah, oh, I got you. I, I got, got you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. All right. So, so, go ahead. I'll let you finish up. My plan is to bring a whole roll of these labels and maybe not stick them on it. I'm just going to leave them places. Put my Instagram, maybe my number on the back. Maybe. Uh, maybe don't, don't leave your number, dude. You're going to regret that. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you're you're no, going to regret I, people calling you and texting you. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I just was joking with that, but I'm just going to leave them everywhere. Maybe free advertising. Well, not free advertising, but it might just make make something fun out of it. So Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, dude, definitely, like, use it, man. Whatever, anything you paid money for, fucking use it, man. Sits in your closet yeah. or, like, somewhere it's not good. So w- what I want to do, I want to shoot a couple, like, rapid-fire questions at you. Yes. I want you to tell me like real quick, all right? Best barbecue you've had? Best barbecue I had? So my grandpa and I, we when we were younger, we did like a barbecue tour. I could, I guess I could say. So we went to like Tennessee, Mississippi, like New Orleans. I mean, all over. And I mean, there's a few more like I guess I North Carolina, South Carolina. Those that we did the whole tour, and I had some amazing barbecue there. But over the summer recently, we, I drove out to Missouri with my girlfriend and I, and we stopped at this, it was in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. It, so not on the Southern, like North end of like the Southern area. So I mean, it's, it's out of the typical Southern uh-huh. barbecue, but it was this hole in the wall barbecue place. I mean, I, I walked in, it was stingy, it was dark, it was a smoke filled room. I guess I can't remember the name, but that was some of the best barbecue I've ever had. I mean, it was that, stereotypical old southern smoke everybody had the accent it was a cool place so that recently that's probably some of the best barbecue i've had we have some decent barbecue around here but nothing nothing crazy good all right favorite barbecue like meat whether it's like brisket meat? pork belly like what's what's your go-to one pulled pork i i like good brisket but pork is my go-to thing basically any pulled pork i think because i like the coleslaw on the bun, just a nice, a nice quality bun, barbecue sauce. That's my go-to. Favorite barbecue side? Like side? Coleslaw, mac and cheese, beans, what is it? Smoked mac and cheese. It's something I do a lot for like my friends. Smoked mac and cheese, baked beans. Um, obviously like the typical like coleslaw is really good as well. Probably smoked mac and cheese. Most- Qu- quality smoked mac and cheese though. Not, it has to, you go to some barbecue places, they're mac and cheese. Obviously, it's a side, so it, there's nothing they strive to yeah. say this wonderful. So it, ha- it has to be quality, like quality mac and cheese. That's one of my favorites. That's, 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 that's quality on your end, or no fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that's a good point. People just treat it like the place would treat it like a side is rather like a thing. Uh, most underrated or slept on like barbecue item, period. Whether it's a side or a meat or something you can get at, like any barbecue joint. Burnt ends are pretty good. There's this new thing, it, or it's not new thing, but it's kind of gained a little popularity. I 
I say to TikTok and like all the apps and social media, pork belly burnt ends. So it's cubed pork belly that you smoke. Oh, that just that melts in your mouth. So that's something that I wouldn't say slept on, but it's good. Brisket's really good. And a lot of people look at a brisket and it might be tough to make just because of the time consuming. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say, and this is just in my knowledge. So maybe someone that's heavy into barbecue might go, that's easy. But from like what I see in like my community, those long, uh, like the long smoked meats that take, I mean, that you're smoking overnight, 14, 15 hours. Those are the slept on around here that I see. Best beverage with barbecue. What answer do you want? It can be anything. It can be alcohol. It can be like a soda, um, whatever you want it to be. An ice cold pop. Let's just we'll stick with that. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go with a Bloody Mary just for your sake here. Yeah, yeah, smoke Bloody Mary. We'll just stick with yeah. that. That's my answer for that one. Um. <laughs> oh no, my screen is glitching. The last question. All right. I have one more barbecue one, and then we're going to go to the all-famous Mighty Last Question of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, one barbecue place that you want to try? Try? I want to go to Texas. I don't – Franklin Barbecue. Yeah. Have you have you seen that? Well, I've heard the for, hype. Yeah. My, fr- my so, friend waited in line for that. He said it was, like, definitely worth the – he said he'd do it every day of the year. So that that's one thing. I mean, there's tons – there's better barbecue places. There has to be. I'm sure there is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just the, the waiting in line, and I've watched tons of videos and documentaries on it, that's one thing I will go to at some point, just just to wait in line and talk to the people that are around there. So even if I've, I've heard it's some of the best barbecue, even if that's not where it's at, that's just the one place I want to go to. It seems like the line is almost more more action than fucking tailgating. Yeah. Like people yep. are loving it. Are loving it. And I'm, so that, that, that'd be my answer for that one is just Franklin Barbecue. I'm sure you guys could attest to this. You guys like working at a restaurant, but this is for like all the listeners. Any place that has a waiting that or like any food place that people are willing to wait like more than three hours for, you have to eat at that place. Yep. Like mm-hmm. you, no matter what you do, you have to spend any kind of money at that place and eat there. Especially when it's the locals that are doing yeah, it, locals. not just like dickheads yeah. coming from out of state. Like no, these are the locals mm-hmm. that are like no. Or even like Brandon's case, like people fly to like Texas to go wait like a, a day in advance. Yep. Like, like to me, that's yep. insane that people are willing to do that much. And and another thing too is the atmosphere. I won't go to a place that's in a strip mall or this fancy looking restaurant that's not. I want to find the hole in the wall, old building, old atmosphere because that will be the best food. That will be the best barbecue. Hold on, that's hold what on, I hold on. Are you breaking news on Spill the Sauce podcast that Dickie's Barbecue in a strip mall isn't the best barbecue there is? Hundred percent. Okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm breaking the news that <laughs> if, if you go to that place, you have not had real barbecue. That you have to, and I still I haven't because we have that's what's around here. There's a few local, but they're kind of that new. I mean, which it's quality food, it's amazing. But if you want to go try the real, the atmosphere, the whole vibe of barbecue. You have to go to a place like that. Do you, do you guys have those out there? The Dickies, those little like yellow bars? Dickies, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I was hoping. Yeah, Dickies, like, there's. Or like famous Dave's. Yeah, famous Dave's, yeah. yeah. It's like slow cooked meat. Yeah, it's not yeah. small. I don't know if it's slow like, cooked, oh, but it's, it's right like, It's all just like, injected like, ribs from like from Hormel, and yeah, they're just yeah. like always ten of ribs, just throwing it on a cooker, and here's yeah. the sauce. Ooh, like, uh, uh, ooh, question. I'm going to add this one in there. Have you, have you smoked spam? Uh, no. Grilled Spam. Plenty of times it's Spam Burgers. But I've never smoked Spam. I've, I guess I've never even thought about it. I, I, I like Spam. I they do it in Hawaii, but I'm not sure. I th- I'm pretty sure they do it in Hawaii. I mean, I can it up, like, for, like, kind of, like, little hors d'oeuvres, a little something on it, a little pickled onion or something goofy. That'd be, that'd be fucking killer. Yeah, I think, I think that'd be cool. Maybe, maybe not in the future. Smoke Spam, little, little Spam Bites. Spamples. Spamples. I like that one. All right, Hayden. This is the question we ask every guest at the end of the episode. This is the almighty last question, the holy grail of them all, right? You and Sam are driving to Albuquerque, right? You guys are, you know, long road trip. It's you and the boys. Everyone's getting there. You stop by a gas station in the middle of the night, get some gas. You go into the, the store, the gas station, right? What are three items that are mandatory to get? Mandatory to get. And, and I'm, before you answer, I'm going to take out, like, energy drink or coffee because, like, those are, like, kind of mandatory things. 
Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, probably an energy drink, especially mm. driving from Albuquerque. Yeah. So besides um, that, I like. I like finding that weird something I've never. Some I'll go from chocolate, like Reese's is my go-to thing, like Reese's or M and M's, peanut M and M's. Let's go. That's the, yep. For so okay, so for sure peanut butter M and M's. I like cream soda. I if they have, if they have cream soda or some gas stations have the the specialty sodas like in the the bottles. Yeah. If they have that, hundred percent, that's what I'll get. So you've um, never seen before. You're yeah, like, should I've never seen. It. Yeah. So cream soda peanut M&M's and probably like some sort of gummy like gummy bears or just those are my go-to so we'll get along great this road trip's gonna be easy as yeah. fuck this, yeah. this is fire I think peanut M&M's has been one of the more popular answers for sure uh, yeah for sure but yeah man I mean thanks for joining us this has been super super fun I learned a shit ton about barbecue today or like just smoking meat in general it was yeah. always something like I was kind of scared of doing kind of like baking like I don't know I don't want to fuck up 10 briskets to get the 11th one to yeah. be right for my sake. Yep. <laughs> and and I can't bake worth anything, so so I think that, that's kind of it is close to being the same thing, but it's who what you enjoy. I mean, I I've tried to bake stuff before just for the final final product, never turns out. Cuz see in, in barbecue, you don't measure stuff. You just you you add what you think and you put what you want and it turns out. Baking well, it's not if like you, time yeah, to the T, yeah, it doesn't like, sound like that's so much could be well so much yeah, harder though because there isn't like a book or like a pre-notion thing no. telling you what to add in and you're kind of going off like gut and like how much you know you've added in before so it's kind of like pretty much more yeah. intense and and that's the, that's the beauty of it so that's awesome. all right hayden if people want to find you tell them where they can find all of your stuff go ahead and plug all of your things so as of right now you can check me out on facebook cooking outdoors it's all one word lowercase um and I'll, I'll have a nice pig holding the smoker will be my, my cover page. And then on Instagram as well, just cooking outdoors, all lowercase. I am working on cookingoutdoorsco.com, which is a website. It is not up and running. The domain is purchased. But I'm now kind of in slow, steady steps of playing with web design. So right now, just Instagram, Facebook at Cooking Outdoors. So oh, yeah, man, that's cooking, A-I-N. No, yep. no G, no G. No G. Cooking. Yep. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Yeah. No, Absolutely, dude. no it, it's been a blessed. Um, you're young, you're eager. Yeah, I see you're cool. just so excited to move forward with this. And I'm excited to get like front row tickets to this fucking thing. Cause it ain't going to be a shit show. It's just going to be a road to success. A road to success. Yep. And that's what I'm looking forward to it. And I appreciate you guys for having me on and just getting the experience to talk to people. And I guess you could call it the same industry of starting a small company, a small business and growing from there so it's cool it's cool to meet i've met tons of people through sam and just through through instagram and through commenting on someone's page it's pretty unique to see everybody come together in this atmosphere and just get along there's as yeah we consider we're all competition in some way but it's not you don't look at it as oh he's making a pork rub too screw him i don't want to talk to him you want to go and talk to him and see what he's doing and what he has to offer so I, that's what i think is really unique as well no right i mean right on man you, you definitely have a good head on your shoulders like again dude, your, your energy levels are through the fucking roof just keep yep. that stay hungry dude and uh I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to seeing you fucking blow up all over the place dude hopefully but, hopefully again dude, like, thank you so much for joining us definitely means the world yeah I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. No, for sure, dude. You're always welcome on any time, man. If you have something new, just let Sam know. We'll definitely have you back on again. Everyone yeah. listening, please follow, listen, to subscribe to our podcast and all of our pages below in the details are below the episode. Uh, boys, it's been real. We'll catch up again sometime yeah. soon. Hey, guys. Right. Enjoy the rest of the evening, gentlemen. Later, Thank boys. you. Have a good night, guys.